Teamers, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's wake up and live here on the morning bliss. Um, our guest is already inside the studio. He's ready to uh, help us uh, to build personal capacity. He's an author, publisher, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and a father who's getting gray hairs, and he's astounded by that. <laughs> and the studio, we've got confidence, Salime. Confidence, uh, good morning. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning to the listeners. Thank you for the platform and opportunity. We are speaking about building capacity. Um, w- what does that mean? Oh, building personal capacity. You know, when we speak about building personal capacity, we're speaking about the load that a person is able to carry. You know, think of it in terms of uh, cars. Think of a, a truck. You know, a truck has more loading capacity than a than a small van. It can take a heavy load and still be able to function well. And it is the same with us human beings. You know, we're all built with unique uh, gifts and capabilities. And sometimes what's heavy and difficult for one person may not be heavy or difficult for another. We don't have, we don't all have the same capacity, but no matter what we're currently doing and the level at which we are producing, there are things we can do to increase our capacity. You know, this, the kind of loads that we carry can also differ. You know, there are, there are work loads, there are financial loads, emotional loads, psychological mm-hmm. loads, and so forth. So today I want to discuss a couple of things which can really help us in building our, our personal capacity. Now, firstly, I yes, mean, ma'am. you are absolutely correct. We don't all experience uh, loads the same because yep. we don't have the same capacity. Yes, ma'am. Um, uh, but if we are to calculate loads, how mm. do we do that? Well, firstly, you need to assess yourself. You know, the first step, as you said, is to calculate your own capacity. You have to assess and accurately determine your own capacity. You know, assess your financial capacity, you know, calculate how much you can spend, save, invest, and so forth. At work, you need to calculate how much you can take on. Because what this does, it allows you to commit to a particular deliverable and deliver on that. A lot of times, we either overestimate or mm-hmm. estimate, underestimate our capacity. So you need to be able to assess and say, okay, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z competently and deliver on it. But a lot of times we either, as I said, we either overestimate our capacity or underestimate our capacity. So you have people doing more than they should be doing, and you have people doing much less than they should be doing. So once you calculate your capacity, once you assess your own strengths, your own um, uh, availability, your own time frames, then you're able to say, this is what I can deliver and actually uh, deliver on that promise. So you have to calculate. You know, there are many people who haven't calculated their capacity and they keep saying yes to everything and they end up fatigued and worn out. You know, even with a truck, it has a limit to what it can carry. You know, yeah, it's yeah. if it's designed to carry two tons, but you give it five tons, you're going to wear it out. You're going to, it's gonna actually going to experience breakdown. And it's the same with us. If we have been capacitated to carry five tons, if we've been capacitated to carry this much uh, financially, this much, this, this much psychologically, this much from a workload point of view, and we are we are given more than what we should be carrying, then wearing out becomes the, the norm. It's expected because you've been overcapacitated. So 
And many people are breaking down, as I said, mentally, emotionally, and physically because they haven't accurately calculated their capacity. So number one, you have to calculate your capacity. You have to sit down mm. and assess how much you can take in all respects, financially, uh, psychologically, from workload point of view, from a relationship point of view. Even friendships, sometimes we we overcommit to our friends and everything in life that's worthwhile requires a sacrifice. Your relationships, your friendships, you know, friendship is, is maintenance as well. Relationships are maintenance as well. So sometimes you have to cut back on 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 something so that you are able to carry other things. And you have to ask yourself, what's what's most important in my life? What are the things that I value most in my life? And what that does is allows you to say, I need to remove X, Y, and Z so that I can focus more on X, Y, and Z. Because at the end of the day, if 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 that truck is overloaded, even though it's a truck, even though it's greatly gifted, even though it has great capacity, if it's overloaded, it's going to break down at some point. So number one, as I said, you have to calculate your capacity. Calculate your capacity. Yes, ma'am. And when I think of calculating capacity, I'm also um, uh, taken to a thought of the fact that the older we get, mm. um, the 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 more in depth our capacity is, but the smaller in quantity it becomes. You made an example of friends, yes. right? Um, when you are young in the playground at school, you can have 20 friends. Yeah, 100%. But now that we are older, we realize because of the amount of investment um, into friendships, because mm. of uh, the load friendships bring, yeah. our circles become smaller and smaller. Yeah, 100%. But I like what you said. You said quantity less but quality more mm. so and and if you're somebody who has 20 30 friends and you call them really close friends then you haven't really assessed all because it's it's almost impossible to have that number of friends most of them are probably just acquaintances but your 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 real circle the people who you know they, they to use a, a colloquial term ride or die it, it probably won't be more than five and I think the the more the the older you get, the more successful you get, the more accruements you have, the more responsibilities you have. It's really that small circle which becomes quality friends. You know, friends you mm -hmm. have over 10, mm -hmm. 20, 30, 40 years. That becomes important. And those are the people that you should be investing in as well. Even mm -hmm. though, you know, you've got all these other things going. Those are part of your support system. It's like it's like pouring concrete into your foundation. You know, they help you to stand when things are shaky. They help you to be grounded, to remain grounded when things are shaky. And you shouldn't neglect those. But also, if you are somebody who does have 20, 30, it means that you're going to spread yourself quite thin. So you have to be really careful about that aspect of your life because they are important, but you don't need quantity. You need quality. You need yeah. those people who will be there, as I said, ride or die will actually be part of your core support system. Can can we take it to work as well? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, workload, okay, for those who are diligent in doing work, yeah. uh, you, you find there are adults who are doing two, three, four jobs yeah. because you need to survive. Yeah. Um, however, then the workload becomes so much that it takes away from other things. Mm. How do you calculate your capacity when it comes to the amount of work? Because uh, we work for... For, for the fact that we need the bread and butter. Yeah. We need to shelter our families. Cost of living is high. So others have more than one hustle. Yeah, 100%. How do you calculate if you've reached a point where I it's enough now, you can't take any more? I think your your body is going to tell you. Your mind is going to tell you. Uh -huh. As I said, it's like it's like a truck and a van. No? Uh, 
Because sometimes you may have, and it, there's nothing wrong with having van capacity, because a van can do a lot. But sometimes the van can look at a, a truck and say, but I want to be like that. But you may not have the capacity. And what, what will be the, 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 the telltale signs is you're physically fatigued, mentally fatigued, even spiritually fatigued, to a point where it feels like you've just, you're just dragging along and there's no you know, pit stop in sight. In sight, you know, there's there's no vision of, oh, I'm gonna get to rest at this point because it's going on and on and on, mm-hmm. and that's where we're out happens. And sometimes you have to look at life and say, you know, I'm working for all this money, but what if I get all the money but I don't have the health to enjoy the money? Eesh. So you have to look at it that way and say, what am I sacrificing to get this thing? And then if there are places where you feel, okay, this one I need to pull back a little bit. And you may find that once you pull back on one, eh, it may give you greater focus in another one. Because in whatever sphere that we are operating in, we can always expand it. So you may find that if, if, one, if maybe you've got four hustles and you say, this one I may need to sacrifice for the sake of my health, and then I'll be able to juggle this three. And then you say, in this three, where can I increase capacity so that I can actually earn more money in this particular one that can yeah. replace the money? So you have to look at it in, in that way and say, yes, I may be, I may pull back from one, but maybe there's one where I've been doing two or three hours. If I put five hours, but it's in one space, so I'm not more stressed, mm. but I know that I can add X, Y, and Z. This, these are the two dynamics I can add here so that I can earn more money in that particular things. So now your your financial uh, cap has been gap has been filled, but then you are you are not as stressed, you're not as as busy as you were before. So sometimes you may look at, you may need to look at it that way. But ultimately the question is what are you sacrificing to get all that money? Because you could be sacrificing something that you can never get back. You and could be sacrificing health. your health, mental yeah. health, physical health, spiritual health. I hear you. I hear you. Yes, ma'am. Now, how do we communicate our capacity once we've calculated it? Yeah. So once you've calculated your capacity, communicate your capacity. You know, if it's in the work environment, communicate what you'll be able to deliver on and by when. You know, if it's in a social setting with your friends, communicate how much time you can give. You know, if there's uh, instances where finances are involved with, you know, whether with family, friends and so forth, communicate what your capacity is. You know, how much can you handle? Also, assess whether what you are being asked to do is within your sphere of competence. You know, do you have the capability to do it? Because a lot of times people may, may over-promise and under-deliver. And that's never a good sign because it, it, it also uh, um, um, sets a bad prison on your particular reputation. So whatever you, are, you promise, you have to deliver on. And that goes back to competence. You know what? What this helps you to do is to manage expectations, you know, because when I've communicated my capacity, then I've effectively communicated what you can expect from me. And whenever I communicate to people that this is what I can do, this is when I can deliver it, then I've told you what to expect. But if I overpromise, if I'm, 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 I'm taking on too much, and then I come back and say, no, but sorry, da da da, da couldn't do this, da da da, da. and it's, it's, it's better not to promise at all and, and, and have to come back and, and give excuses. So sometimes we feel like people expect too much from us, and sometimes that's because we haven't co- we, we haven't really communicated. Yeah. Somebody may may be out there and they 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 are communicating that they are a baller, you know, they are spending flashy money, <laughs> but then they they get surprised when people come into their space and they expect them to 
to flesh out the yeah, to bankroll us. Bank, exactly <laughs> to become that blesser, you know, for lack of a better term. But whatever you've communicated is what people will expect, expect from you. Yes. Exactly. So so you are taking me to when you you're talking um about this communication, mm. uh you are taking me to the issue of uh what people have termed black tax, right? Mm. <laughs> because you are qualified, because you've got this qualification and everyone came to your graduation yeah there's an automatic expectation that <laughs> you are rolling yeah and and the person on the other end has not realized their capacity mm. so you're new, you you're a fresh graduate mm. you are just at the bottom of the food chain yeah. you are edging your way up mm. but go high mm. expectations <laughs> That graduation gown. Yeah. That four years completed. Yeah. Uh, you are bankrolling. Yeah, bankroll. And then on the other hand, when uh, you, you don't know your capacity, mm. you are also thinking that life is going to be rosy mm. and you end up finding yourself in a lot of hot soup financially. Yeah. yeah. So how do you communicate it effectively, especially with those dynamics where your family does mm. need you yeah. Um, to help, mm. where you also need to. Mo most of the time, graduates are getting paid enough to pay for a bachelor pad apartment yeah. and travel to work. Yeah, hundred percent. Have have a decent meal mm. twice a day at yeah. least. You know, <laughs> no, we have to be honest. No, true, true. Hundred percent. Um, some go on one meal because transportation is so expensive. Yeah, 100%. but how do they communicate their their capacity at, in, in, with those dynamics? I think one of the things you have to realize is if, if those, that capacity is not communicated, um, it's going to strangle the very potential that you have to help in the future. So I think it's about sitting down, and it's not always easy because there are those, those expectations. But it's about sitting down, actually telling, telling people, look, this is how much I earn, and this is where it's going. And when I, I get more, then I'll be able to help more because I cannot give something that I do not have. And I think as, as especially young black graduates getting into, into, um, into the workforce, one of the things that I think we should, we should avoid is the, is the trap of expectations. I think we should build our capacity before we can really give back at, at, at the level that we are able to. A lot of young black people are in, in deep debt right now. A lot yeah. of debt, taking yeah. out debt on a salary that, you know, it doesn't even allow you to, to, to pay back. And then you end up stressed. You end up mentally fatigued. And in the long run, you're not even able to help the very people that, you know, you have the heart to help. Because we do have the heart to help. You know, we, we, we do want to give back. But you need to build capacity before you can give capacity. So one of the things is to communicate and say, look, this is where I'm at. But I'm building, uh, and as I build, where possible, I can help, because the the black tech things, the black tech uh, uh, thing is not, it's not a. I don't foresee. I don't really see it as tax because tax is almost a grudge. I think a lot of us have a willingness to help out, but we need to build our capacity first. First, you know, it's like if if to use a, a agricultural term, if if you pick up the the fruit. Uh, the mango fruit before it's ripened, uh, it's not going to help you 
when you yeah. eat it. You need to let it develop first because then it will nourish you better. So I think a lot of people who are in those situations, you need to build your capacity first. Make sure that you're in a place where you can give because as I said, you can't give something that you do not have. And those on the other side, you also have to look and say, when you build a person up, you are not building them up because you have expectations of them one day saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reap from this. You are building them up because you love them. You take them to school because you want to see them succeed. And you should have, the way that you've raised them should be such that they will have the heart to give back. But there should not be that pressure and that expectation because we're killing our young people early. We're killing them with stress. We're killing them with depression. We're killing them with, with this sense of expectations which at that young age shouldn't be upon them. But from this side, you should build your capacity and say, you know what, these are people who help me coming up. I want to give back to them. Now, how does one enlarge their capacity? So there are different ways of enlarging your capacity. One of the ways is to collaborate to enlarge your capacity. You know, when you are traveling, for example, and you have a lot of luggage and it can't all fit in the boot, what do you do? You hire a trailer yeah. uh, to increase your capacity so that you are able to carry everything you need to carry. So we need to uncover increase our capacity by linking up with other people. You know, sometimes it's about linking up with mentors to train you and help you to increase your capacity. Because sometimes the lack of capacity uh, may just mean that you're doing things in such a way that you are carrying the, road in the, the load in the wrong way. So somebody can come in and say, you know what, you can carry the same load, but if you carry it in this way, it won't be as heavy. You know, that's why even even in the gyms, when, you, when you're doing dumbbells, the, the exercise coach may come and tell you, say, no, the way that you're carrying this thing, you're actually straining yourself. The way you're supposed to carry it is in this, in this particular way. So sometimes if you enlist somebody with more experience, somebody who's been where you are, they can, they can better help you and say, you know what, you're carrying it this way, but if you just change the way you carry it, you can actually carry the same load and actually get benefit from it. So one of the ways is to, to increase capacities to link up with, with other people. It may be mentors. If it's in the workplace, you know, in your particular department, it, if, if people are, you know, are underperforming, it may mean that it, the people have too much to care and you may need to onboard some people. Sometimes it's about linking up with the cause of study so that you can grow your competence and build your, your capacity. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and um, you're, you're feeling like you don't have capacity to, to do X, Y, and Z. Maybe you need to go on that marketing course so that you can, you can develop in that particular area, build your capacity. Maybe you need to do that financial course and actually be, uh, be able to better manage your finances. So it may be linking up with uh, mentors, maybe linking up with the cause of study, maybe linking up with people who are skilled uh, in the same arena who can actually help you uh, on load. Uh, um, actually take on more. If if if, if it's, a, it's a it's a mother, for example, you can get an any. If 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 you are an entrepreneur, you can get somebody to actually handle those finances, handle those uh, that marketing department, so that you don't have too much to to carry. Now we've got a message from an ATMO who says, Mr. Salima, sir. Today you brought tears into my eyes. I'm dealing with a lot of job offers and the load is just too much. I am now taking a lot of medication and energy drinks and junk food in order to cope. Mm. I am really battling far too much. You see what's exactly what we're talking about. What's going to be, what's being sacrificed there? Health, mental health. Physical health, because yeah. even all those. I used to, <clears throat> I used to do the same. By the way, 
And I, I ended up saying, no, I need to manage my things better. I used to get headaches uh, from, from energy drinks and I had to cut back. So one of the things that is being sacrificed is health. And you know what? If you made that million or 10 million, but you, you're on your bed and you can't even get up to go and enjoy that money, then what's the point of all that money? Yeah. Because you have to put your health first. And we do need um, we do need those financial resources, but they should not come at the expense of our health, at the expense of our lives even, because things like heart attacks, you know, those, I was, I, I was my wife was telling me about a, somebody who was in college even, and in university, and they were studying throughout the night, drinking energy drinks. Imagine a 20-something-year-old having a heart attack, and they died. So all of those things that they were, you know, they were putting in, and they were getting straight A's. They were getting up, you know, in the AM, studying throughout, going da, 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 drinking energy drinks every day, but they ended up with a heart attack. So now all of that, all of that uh, investment in in their studies, investment in, oh, I want to become this, I want to do this, it came mm-hmm. at the cost of their lives. So we really need to assess these things because it's it's for a lot of people it's life and death, and if you run it over a number of years, five years, ten years, it takes a toll. You age before your time. Yeah. You you limit your own lifespan. Uh, for for money, money which you will never even get to spend, money which um, your health may not allow you to even enjoy. So it's about looking at all these things and saying, what do I need to cut back on for the sake of my health, for the sake of my family? The very same children that you, you, you want to provide for, they need you more than they need that extra pair of shoes. They need you more than they need to maybe go to that exclusive private school. So you need, really need to look at those dynamics and make decisions which can help you in the long term i mean it's even in 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 um you know families in the workplace but you know that's that's really heartbreaking to hear actually yeah all i can say to this a team is uh, uh, now that you realize that it's a bit dangerous for you the sort of lifestyle you're living a team I would always advise that you speak to someone who's professional or someone who's impartial. Mm. Speak to someone so that you can assess. You know, when you are stuck in a situation or the situation is yours, Mm. you are not objective with your viewpoint. So it's best to find someone uh, who you trust, who you are comfortable with, who's able to help you. Mm. So firstly, listen to you and then understand where you are. Mm from understanding they are able to help you calculate your capacity, help you assess your situation, Mm. and maybe even steer in the direction of how to enlarge your capacity. Yeah, 100%. Um, And then look after your health. Please Mm. look after your health like confidence is saying. 100%. So we said collaborate to enlarge your capacity, and that's exactly what we're talking about. That type of mentor, that type of uh, person who, as you said, they are... They are not in the situation. They can even a 360 view and actually say, you know what, maybe cut back on this, maybe increase on this, maybe look at making a few changes so that you don't deplete yourself. So communicate your uh, capacity, collaborate to enlarge your capacity. Number four, consistently increase your load capacity. You know, the, the person who's able to lift 50 kg of weights in the gym, they didn't start with 50 kg. You know, they had to work their way up. 
they they had to build their capacity to a point where they can live that much you know they they had to start with the 10 kg then they went up to 20 they went up to 30 the mistake that we we often make is we get into the gym and on the first day we want to lift 50 kg is that is that a black tax issue you're talking about you've just you've just started but already you wanna you wanna take everybody to school Hey, let's take a break. We'll be back after this. Yeah. You are listening to The Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. We are still in studio, joined by our guest, uh, Confidence Salima, talking about uh, understanding your personal capacity uh, holistically in life and also how you can communicate it to those around you and how you can enlarge your capacity as we close off. Should we, once we have assessed our capacity, um, confidence, should we be increasing it? Or once you know your capacity, just stay in your lane? You know, the, the beauty about knowing your capacity, because capacity can increase over time. So what I'm able to, to what I was able to do five years ago isn't the same as what I'm able to do right now. Because right now I've got more knowledge, I've got more experience, I have a better handle on what I need to do to be more productive without pouring as much as I used to five years ago. So your capacity can increase over time. Um, I made the example that when you go into the gym, you don't start with 50 kgs on the first day. Yeah. You start with 10. But as you, as you master 10, you are able to get to 20. Then you master 20 and you get to 50. And 50 may be your ultimate capacity. You may not be able to go over 50. But a lot of times we, we want to get into the gym, start at 50, and then we, we end up getting injured mentally, physically, uh, psychologically, spiritually. So we need to start at 10 and say, okay, once I've mastered 10, I can go to 20, 30, 40, 50. But also the danger is that somebody's at 10 kg and they're doing the bare minimum. And they think they have reached their capacity. <laughs> so you need to assess. That's why assessing is important. And once you've mastered one level, try to go to the next level. Try to say, okay, I'm, 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 this is how much I'm producing right now. What if I add a little bit more? And then once you master that, you can go to the next uh, level. So you can consistently increase your, your capacity. And remember that increased capacity equals increased productivity. And mm. what in, in a lot of spheres that also means is increased profitability. And profitability yeah. not just from a financial sense, profitability from a relationship sense. Because once you've increased your capacity, uh, you can give more to your partner, you can give more to your friends, you can give more to your kids because you've increased your capacity. And then you'll be profitable in those different areas. You know, it's similar to when you, you start, you, you learn how to juggle. When you're juggling, they don't give you five balls and say, start juggling. They give you two balls, and then you juggle. Yeah, and then yeah. as you master that, they throw in the third ball. They throw in the, f the, the fourth and the fifth ball. And you may find, as I said, your f five balls are what you can do. But then you are, you, are, you are operating at maximum capacity. You are producing at the level at if you have the potential to produce. The danger is that somebody may be just juggling one ball and they think they've made it whereas they have the capacity to reach to five. So the, the the goal is to get to that maximum level of capacity where you can juggle those balls without wearing out. You can juggle those balls without feeling like you're about to faint. 
Yeah, okay. Um, it, it's a good thing that we understand our capacity before we start increasing slowly. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then you increase correctly as correctly, well. Correctly, yeah, that's You don't powerful. just correct. overmeasure. No, no, know, no. Say, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us, including myself, I need to learn this because you just take on tasks and take on tasks. Mm. Even when you feel with, you know, actually, I'm... Mm. I'm tired, yeah, you know? 100%. So we need to look after ourselves. The very thing that you said that has stuck to me is that what is important is health. Health, yeah. Mental health, emotional health, physical spiritual health, health yeah. spiritual health. Yeah. Um, confidence, as we wrap up, what are your closing comments? Uh, closing comments, I want to close with this, something I learned um, a few weeks back. They call it the rule of five. And I think it speaks to consistency. They say... Uh, what let me explain first so the rule of five simply states that you must do five things every day that lead you towards your goal chunking down your goals into smaller action steps helps you to persist daily and it will pay off handsomely and the example they give there is if you want to chop down a tree wake up every morning and hit it five times and then go back what that does it doesn't strain you hitting it five times doesn't strain you but then over time that tree is going to fall so it doesn't matter. Some trees are bigger than others. So it may take a little long while, long longer for it to fall. But it's just about that consistency. What a lot of people want to do is get up on the first day and hit the tree 500 times. So you want to get back, hit it five times on a daily basis, develop that level of consistency, and over time it's going to fall, whatever that particular goal is. And it just goes back mm. to, to consistency and not 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 um, putting putting on too much on ourselves. It's about that consistency because yeah. consistency is what's going to pay off in the end. Don't try to get up and hit it 500 times and kill it on the first day. Do it on a daily basis. Develop that discipline. But what's beautiful about that, it's five times it's manageable. It's about capacity. It's manageable. It's something that you can do daily basis, manage it, and over time your goals will manifest. Thank you so very much. Uh, we are empowered. And to the ATM, we'll send that message. Uh, sir, we hear you. We feel you. Um, you are battling, but we are here for you as the Morning Plus and the A-Team. And if you'd like a motivational speaker, like uh, Confidence <laughs> to assist you, Confidence is giving his numbers right now. Yeah, it's 072-479-4288. I'm available for corporate speaking, team building, and yeah, maybe you've got an event, you need a speaker like me. Uh, let's connect. Thank you very much, Confidence. It's always a great pleasure. Thank you, Montuli. Thank you to the listeners.